Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Warning. Wake up, sleepers. Wake up, woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no exceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught, will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know. Temples will close for a greater time. The great earthquake will come. Salt Lake will be amongst the most wicked. Never before in the history of man have we had such a scene before our eyes, a scene of incredible devilishness, a scene where the wrong ideas are promulgated like water, like spice, being sold from country to country, from city to city, the way we see it now. The internet, Facebook especially, is a device to send filth and to denounce righteousness and a place to confuse and to demoralize society. Never before have we seen such technologies that seem like, seem like magic, It is a time spoken of by the mouths of prophets for millennia. And here we are taking a ride, a roller coaster adventure in the end of times. How long will it last? When will the Lord and Savior come to save us? Because we are swimming in the mire. When will he come and rescue us? Because how long can we last? Well, there are several prophecies, people, that have to happen before the second coming. Some of those prophecies are short. Some of those prophecies are long. But those prophecies include things like when we get to the end of the end times, the time has to be shortened. The time itself, the time when the Lord comes has to be shortened. In other words, he can't stop himself from coming to earth at that moment, because if it was any longer, even the elect would be deceived. We couldn't stand another second because the world becomes so evil at that point that we fall off the train. 
Now, I know you've heard me say the train before. The train is the steadfast, the moving forward, the anchor of our lives. We stay on. But the world is becoming so wicked, so evil, that it is becoming a tragedy out there. You look at Facebook, you look at these groups, and this is why I don't get on Facebook, people. This is why I'm not on there 24 hours a, a, a day, seven days a week, like most of you are, because if you haven't noticed, Facebook draws you in and changes the wiring of your mind so that you become addicted to it. You become somebody that is wired in and your brain craves it. And so you need to go in there and see the latest gossip. And unfortunately, the latest gossip comes mingled with scriptures and Satan himself wrote it. So it is not hard to see that many people are falling, are going down head first, falling off the train, falling into the great and spacious building or falling into the deep abyss created for them by the devil. And many, many, many more are falling in to sin and to addiction. These are the three pillars that are happening today as we see a vast migration from the true church of Jesus Christ down to the abyss where wander, where you can wander for the rest of your life, but never find hope, never find peace again. And so I ask those people that have fallen, that have gone off the trail, how do you feel now? Do you feel the peace and joy you felt when you were converted? Or do you feel something strange, something different? Let's call it rage. Because if it's the latter, and it is, then you have been deceived. You see, the spirit of truth would not have told you to jump off such a deadly cliff, such a deadly dive. The only one that would want to harm you is the adversary himself. So this is why you feel the way you do, without peace. Because you've taken that long dive into the abyss, that never-ending fall. And that fall, that fall goes on forever if you don't stop yourself now and somehow find your way back on the train. So, what has to happen? What are one of the prophecies that is prophesied before the end of the world? Well, the first one we're going to talk about today is what Brigham Young prophesied about Salt Lake City. Brigham Young prophesied that the city of Salt Lake City itself, in other words, Utah, would become one of the most wicked cities in the entire world. It would be a haven for evildoers. It would be the capital of pride, and it would be the capital of sin. So remember when we talk about Las Vegas and we say Sin City and all this kind of stuff and people say their slogan is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, insinuating that you go there to have a, a, a sinful time, a sinful event, and then come home guilt-free, worry-free because everything stayed in Vegas. Well, if you know Salt Lake, how it used to be, if you know Salt Lake City for being Temple City, being the place where the pilgrims where the pioneers came in, I'm sorry, and built that beautiful temple, that temple to the Lord, that temple that, by the way, is a 144 cubits high, as spoken in Revelation. Now, remember back then, the cubits were according to the measurement from the elbow all the way to the tip of the fingers. And as you know, the measurement of the cubit by the time that John the Revelator was writing his revelations, the 
Jews had mixed with the Romans and had become taller, and so the average size of the cubit, according to scholars at the time of Christ and thereafter, was 17.5 inches. So if you measure 17.5 inches from the bottom of the temple at Temple Square, Salt Lake City, all the way to the top where Moroni rests, it is exactly 17.5 times 144 or 144 cubits tall. Now, if you want to do the math in feet, that's fine. But I tell you that adds up exactly as well. And I was surprised. I was surprised that that exact measurement, that exact prophecy was found in Revelation itself. But this city, this city that was founded by Brigham Young and made to be Temple City, this city that was meant to be the beacon of the Lord, that it was called by Isaiah, the mountain of the Lord and all nations shall flow onto it. This same city was prophesied to be the most one among the most wicked cities in the entire world. With any dream, the wind won't always be at your back. The sun won't always be shining and some rain is going to fall. American Family Insurance is like a good solid roof that you can trust to protect your biggest dreams. With plans that could save you up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto. Also, you can continue to dream fearlessly no matter what comes your way. American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company assigned its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Surprising? Yes, very surprising coming to the mouth of the prophet himself, the second prophet of our dispensation, Brigham Young. Now, it is not weird or not strange to hear or understand that the devil's capital In other words, the center point, well, we all know the center point of the Church of Jesus Christ is Salt Lake City, Salt Lake downtown. The church has its headquarters downtown, and it is right there in the church office buildings. But some of you might be surprised to hear that the actual church of the devil, the church of Satan himself, in other words, the devil worshipers, the ones that are at level seven, that are in league with the Prince of Darkness, they too have a center gathering place in the world, and that place is called Salt Lake City. In fact, it's called Salt Lake City downtown. Same, same exact location, not geographically exact, not the same uh, place as the, uh, as the building of, of the church headquarters, but a similar location downtown, not as glamorous, not as huge, but a location downtown Salt Lake City as well. So it will be very interesting for some of my listeners to find this out that yes indeed both the church of the lord and the church of the devil are located in salt lake city so it would not be a long stretch to say from brigham young's point of view looking forward and prophesying as he sees the future as one would see it through the urban thummim to be able to predict and prophesy all the events that are happening simultaneously in time through this stream of time that is not time, but all events at the same time through the Urim and Thummim. It would not be surprising for him then, therefore, to see and predict and explain and prophesy that when the Lord comes prior to the second coming itself, or as this show is called before the second coming, Salt Lake City would have to become 
one of the most abominable places on the face of the planet. And that's, that's neither here nor there. Has it happened yet? Has it, are we there yet? Well, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you know that transvestites are now in plain uh, sight during a uh, sacrament meeting. Bishops are calling transvestites to lead your children. And my goodness, the LGBTQ signs are everywhere in seminary. So it would not be surprising to say that, yes, yes, uh, hypocritically, because everybody still profanes to be good, hypocritically, uh, and underneath their growling teeth with the feignness of, oh, I'm so nice to everyone, I accept everyone. Indeed, Salt Lake City is among the most wicked right now. In fact, politically, politically, Salt Lake City was the one place that stood between homosexual marriage nationwide and not. And what did Salt Lake City decide to do? They they decided that despite there was no precedent for homosexual marriage in Salt Lake City back in 2014, 13, 16, etc., even though there was no precedent for it, the people of Salt Lake City and especially those, because the people are blind, the people don't know what's going on most of the time, but especially those in power, your Governor Herberts, your, your, your people in power, your Obamas nationwide, decided that they would push homosexual marriage through other means in Salt Lake and incite people to, through their activism, create an open door for homosexual marriage nationwide. And as you know, history looking back, Utah fell, and therefore the nation fell. If it were not for Utah, the nation would have remained heterosexual. But once again, the strike goes to Utah, and the strike continues to go to Utah these days, as we now see the filthiness inside the chapels, inside the Facebook of members. My goodness, these organizations that are centered in Utah to do what? To destroy your testimony. First of all, There are splinter groups destroying your testimony by saying that the old prophets like Brigham Young were not prophets at all. This is a large growing organization that's happening right now. And the result of it are thousands upon thousands leaving. Or other uh, sprinkle organizations, splinter groups telling you to blame the prophet for what's going on with the Gadianton robbers. That the Gadianton robbers are forcing their deceptions upon you and their oaths of secrecy and their rights of darkness upon the masses. And there are those splinter groups on Facebook that would have you point the finger at the brethren. Instead of poking the finger where it belongs to the secret society of men. So have we had a complete revolution in Utah, in especially Salt Lake City, why, yes, the majority of the people are not even members of the Church of Jesus Christ anymore, but rather even those that remain as members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints are now in their hearts living a different life, alternative lifestyle, let's call it, a life that is not following the commandments of God, but rather a life that is invested in pornography, a life that is invested in in the media and whatever the media tells them to believe is what they believe. And so few people have invested themselves in scriptures and in scripture study and definitely not in the 
word of God, which is the prophecies and the commandments and, of course, the scriptures themselves. These things get put on the side, on the shelf, and we read them once a friggin' while and we think that's enough. We go with our smiling faces to church and we let the kids pass the sacrament when, indeed, just yesterday they were watching porn. But that's okay because 100% of the children are now invested and involved in pornography. The bishops know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. And what do we do about it? Absolutely nothing. So what is worse, a hypocrite or somebody that rejects the gospel altogether? What the answer to that comes from Jesus Christ himself. He spews hypocrites out of his mouth. He throws them up. He spews them out. And so you tell me what's better, to deny the faith and say, you know what? I'm not going to believe in those things. I don't believe and, and I was, I was, uh, I was thinking to myself the same thing the other day about how new converts must be these days because the missionaries are out there teaching them. And I suppose they're teaching them the same things I was teaching when I was a missionary to follow the commandments of God. And then they come into church and they go into a gospel doctrine. They're hearing things like homosexuals are the best people in the whole world. And by George are my neighbors. And you're hearing this in relief society and everywhere you go. So I wonder to myself, how can somebody be converted to the Church of Jesus Christ and then go and learn the opposite in doctrine and in gospel doctrine class? It is beyond myself. So in my interviews that I do of my podcasts, I sometimes uh, talk to people and I interviewed a church member just a few days ago that said the same thing that I was once a church member, but I'm no longer a church member because of the infiltration of the progressivism into the church. I was sad for that person. And I tried to explain exactly what's happened with the, with the train that's going forward and the people are falling off. I've tried to explain that it's a deception of the adversary and you have to stick on as long as you can. But with that, did that person understand? Did that person feel the light of Christ and feel the spirit of truth? When I spoke my words, I don't know. Do you understand it? Because it's hard to understand the spirit of truth if you are involved with sin and in that particular broadcast and in every broadcast I'm seeing, this is a, an effect that I'm seeing everywhere. People are starting to ask the question that I've been asking now for a whole entire year. How the hell did we get here? How, what's happened? How does somebody get from being an American, having patriotism to being a communist? Because that's what people are these days. Communists, they are accepting a mask upon their face, no matter what, and being escorted in the line and being duped. And right now, nobody's wearing a mask anymore, except those people that have just been freaked out by it and can't throw away the mask for some reason. But you know, right now we feel like fools and we're saying to ourselves, well, you know what? It's, it's the vaccine that's making everybody not have the virus, the so-called virus. It's the vaccine. It's working. So <laughs> we don't have to wear the mask anymore. My goodness. You, you think that rather than thinking, oh my goodness, I was duped. So People right now are in a state where they're no longer thinking sane, rational thoughts. And why does this happen? How did we get here? Well, the plain answer to that, that so many people don't know, that so many people don't answer is sin, of course. It's been taught by every modern day prophet in the book. Sin takes us away from the Holy Ghost and therefore does not allow us to feel truth and does not allow us to make righteous decisions. 
If you are sinning, you're not going to feel the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be able to make a right decision and a righteous decision. You're going to follow along with the crowd. You're not going to be on a anchor ship, but you're going to be tossed with the waves of the sea. That is called sin. And so why have all these people just let themselves become manipulated by a, by a government of Gadianton? Why has it happened? Because of sin. But there are many, many other things that still have to happen. If, you, if you've decided that Salt Lake right now is one of the most wickedest, wickedest cities in the world, you can check that one right off. I expect that the persecution that is shortly to come, that I spoke about in another one of my podcasts before the second coming, the persecution of the saints, I expect that one must happen before Salt Lake City becomes and is one of the most wicked cities in the entire world. Right now, it's very wicked. It's close to that. But the other thing that has to happen before the second coming is the persecution of the saints. And that was spoken by uh, many prophets, many, many prophets, including Joseph Fielding Smith, including Brigham Young, um, several others, John Taylor. And they said that the time that is coming now, that is coming right when the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled, which is happening before our eyes, the time of the Gentiles uh, needed to be fulfilled in order for the second coming to happen. That's in another one of my podcasts as well, before the second coming. But what happens during this time is first we have to have the persecution of the saints by mouth. In other words, a war of the spirit, which has certainly happened now. All the faithful saints, all the saints that remain clean, have been pointed their the finger at, have been ridiculed, made fun of, ostracized, kicked out. Those saints have been persecuted spiritually. But next comes the dissenters, which are in the church, by the way. The dissenters are now going to attack the saints physically, turn them into government turn them in to the, to the Nazis. We are going to be persecuted physically in a manner that hasn't happened since the world began. Worse than Joseph Smith days. Now, if you think about it, Joseph Smith was starred and feathered, my goodness sake, what can be worse than that? The women were raped and, 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 and pillaged by horrible mobs. Worse than that? Can't be any worse. But that's what's going to happen. But let's turn, because that's, I addressed all of this in that other podcast, let's turn to one of the other prophecies that has yet to come, a prophecy that is going to be so incredible that when you see it, you can start to say, okay, okay, the time is near, but it hasn't happened yet. The temples of the Lord must be closed worldwide again a second time, because as you know, the prophecy has been fulfilled and we have had the temples of the Lord closed for a period of over a year. The temples of the Lord were not open to the general public, and we were not able to go in and do endowments, do any kind of temple work at all. These were closed due to the great abomination upon the earth. Now, there is a second closing that has to happen before the second coming. This closing is much more, more prevalent, more consuming than the first. And so I would link it with causes that have come lately. 
And these are political issues, as was the great 666 or the um, the great 6666, the sign of the beast or the, uh, vac- the, the COVID-19 vaccine um, fiasco. Whereas, you know, and as John the Revelator says, you cannot err because if you miss it, uh, well, let me tell you the number of the beast, John the Revelator says, the number is 666 which is found in the bill of COVID-19 2020. So if you look that up in 2019, 2020, the bill came out 2020. They were already working on it, but when it passed in 2020, and with it, it's a company bill of 2021, uh, COVID-19 6666 relief, and also COVID-19 666, these bills had the mark, the name of the beast, the number of the beast, I'm sorry, the mark and the name are the other two symbols, the COVID-19, of course, and the um, and, and, and the bill itself, and the symbolism, of course, of the mask. So these things took away the oblation as spoken in, in Daniel chapter 8, when the two prophets are talking together, and one of them says, how long shall this be? And the other one explains that this is going to be about three and a half years. Now, this closing down of the temple, we're talking about the second time that the temple is closed, will be much worse than the first time. And it's for, once again, devilish political reasons. One of the sources, uh, I talked to you about Daniel chapter 8 and chapter 12 and chapter 10. Uh, I'm talking another one of the sources for Wilford Woodruff and also from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ, was had a, a couple of conferences ago, I believe it was the 2021, the, uh, the October 2021 session. But the reference was made of the Wilford Woodruff dedicatory prayer. And so the second time that the temples will be closed will be based on Daniel's revelation of the Uh, abomination of desolation, which we will go to in a second. But let me quote um, Wilford Woodruff's prophecy in the dedicatory prayer, because as you know, after he explains that, O Lord, let them be protected from the great earthquake, let these buildings be protected from the great earthquake. And as you know, the presidency has taken great charge to retrofit the temple because it has to be protected from this great earthquake. The great earthquake has to happen, people. It's a huge earthquake. It's going to be worse than any earthquake that mankind has ever seen. And it is going to destroy and split apart the land like you've never seen. The shaking will go on for hours and the measure of destruction will be so great that it will be a time of peril. But of course, The great forces of evil will be crying. The great medias will be crying the same song as always. Global warming, global warming. And that's why they chant the same thing right now. Global warming. And this global warming movement has increased in the past several months instead of decreased. And now they're putting their great focus on what they need to focus on for the next several years. No matter what, this is the most important thing that they have to focus on no matter what. So the great and terrible earthquake that is coming before the second coming 
After that, Wilford Woodruff goes on to say about the closing down of the temples and the parents, which has already happened. Now, the children, the children are going to go away. They're going to desert the church. They're going to desert the cause for sin, as we're seeing now. And the great temples will be closed to them, but more especially the blessings of the temple, because after the Antichrist takes over and pronounces and does his desolation or desecration in the temple, which, by the way, is homosexual marriage, after the Antichrist does this, and there's no temple blessings for years, the children that are in filth will cry out to the Lord for his deliverance and for these blessings of the temple to come back down to earth. This, of course, is all before the second coming. So let's read now the dedicatory prayer, the last few paragraphs that say, O Lord, protect them, meaning the children. When the children of thy people in years to come, meaning today, shall be separated through any cause, meaning sin, from this place, and their heart shall turn in remembrance of the promises to this holy temple. And they shall cry unto thee from the depths of their affliction, from the depths of their affliction. So when these youth have been ostracized from the temple because of sin, the temples are closed, the temples are desecrated, the temples must be desecrated, especially the Salt Lake Temple will be desecrated by the mobs. So when the children turn their hearts, well, they've turned their hearts already common core. They've turned their hearts to critical race theory. They've been brainwashed by their teachers into all sorts of transy things and transy deals and that their parents are filth, that their parents are toxic and that they have to turn away from their parents. So these children have been brainwashed in the same manner that children are brainwashed when they go into a cult. And in order to save our children out of that, they would have to be deprogrammed in the same manner of being deprogrammed after you get involved with the cult. It would take much, much faith and much work to deprogram a child, but it's not going to happen because they're in there eight hours a day. So when they cry to thee from the depths of their affliction and sorrow and extend, we extend, please, Lord, relieve and deliver them, we humbly entreat thee to turn their ear in mercy, to turn thy ear in mercy to them. He continues to say, extend relief and deliverance to them. We humbly entreat thee to turn thy ear in mercy to them. Hearken to their cries. At this time, they are in the gutter of the gutter. They are more gross, more filthy. But this is where this generation has to go to, to the filthy gutter they have to become so low with this brainwashing. They have to become so afflicted with this tyrannical reign upon them and with their progressivism brainwashing ideas. They have to become such a low fallen generation that they are humbled so far that they have to turn to the Lord. And so Wilfred Woodruff asks, we humbly entreat thee to turn thy ear in mercy to them. Hearken to their cries and grant unto them the blessing for which they ask. And what's the blessing for which they ask? Well, he says it before, isn't it? So that they can have the promises of the holy temple, so that they can go into the temple that is closed. 
that has been closed down and the blessings of the temple that are closed to them because of filth and, of course, because the Antichrist is reigning. He's in his filthy throne, desecrated the house, now in his throne in the temple, in the temple of David, pronouncing his governance to the world and bringing in the abomination of desolation, the filthy act from the evil prince that says, right in Daniel 8, that he has no interest in women. Warning! Wake up, sleepers. Wake up, woke generation. This is a fact check. Everything you're about to hear are facts, truths, and no exceptions. Everything you know, everything that you've been taught, will be swept away. This is what they don't want you to know.